hear my coal miners say that they were sitting underneath the mountain so deep down and listening to the ball game. And I, I just put cold chills all over me because Appalachia Meets World, a podcast about place and perspective, but always Appalachian. Neil. Hey. Yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> so here we are, Neil. Episode three. We've made it uh, all the way to three episodes. What do you think about that? Yeah. Got three episodes and mom and dad listening now. Mom and dad. Yeah, both of them. It's like uh, after nine thirty at night, they're sitting in the family room. They they turn they turn on the podcast to put themselves to sleep. Yeah, it's like the mood mood control, the mood machine. Yeah, I use lights. They just turn on the podcast. <laughs> I think we got a, a pretty good episode tonight. I'm pretty excited. I know I've said that the last two episodes, but I'm I'm really excited about the inter- interviewing Dudley Hilton, the head coach of the Bell County Bobcats. Yeah, it, it's it, it's gonna be awesome. But you you gotta ask me some question first, man. You gotta you gotta step back and ask me. Yeah, well, I, mean, I was going forget. to say we were just gonna get right into it. And yeah, you're right. You know that question. So where are you from, Neil? You know where you know the county where I live, and <laughs> you know we've talked about this. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. You ask somebody where they're from, they never tell you the county. Only in Kentucky. Only you in Kentucky, you're right? Yeah, I'm. I'm in Laurel County, Kentucky, Appalachia. Speaking of that, I was talking to somebody the other day. They they spent some time or lived in the Northeast for a while, and then they moved back to Appalachia because that's where they're from. But you know, when they lived in the Northeast, the first question they always got asked is, "What do you do? Where'd you go to school?" And then as soon as they moved back to Appalachia, the first question from everybody is, where are you from? It's so much about community in Appalachia. It's always, where are you from? <laughs> O'Neill, where are you from? You know, that's our first segment. I always want to just talk about some headlines, what, what's happening in the yeah, news. A lot going on. A lot going on in, in London in particular right now. Uh, several new businesses coming to town. Uh, ball camps going on for the little ones on both sides of town this week, basketball camps. You know, the industrial authority here just purchased, purchased a 250-plus acre farm right across the street from uh, where our mom and dad live, actually. And I'm pretty sure, pretty confident that App Harvest may have something to do with that. So, uh, You breaking the uh, news tonight? Yeah, you know, you heard it here first. Watch out. When uh, App Harvest comes to town, just dial me up on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that's that's what it's going to be. And, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. That company really intrigues me. I think I've talked to you about this. We need to get, you know, depending on what our listeners think. I mean, I, I think we should get somebody involved in App Harvest maybe on here. Uh, I know – several of the board members if you look at their board you know martha stewart is on their board don't know her um and there's a couple others that i do know uh that maybe we can uh maybe we can get them on and 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 talk to them about app harvest and what they're doing in the state of kentucky yeah i'd love to talk about it appalachian grown yeah and what a what a great company to to really boost our our credentials and and what we're trying to accomplish here, so <laughs> I think they they fit perfect into what what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
they could care less about us, but you know, I, I like what they're doing. So anyway, that's what's going on in, in, in my neck of the woods. One thing I did want to mention, you know, we were, we were just in Pineville at the KMLF over this past weekend. We got to see each other in person for the first time in, in a long time because of the pandemic. Yeah. But, you know, a hot topic there at the time was, was the, the school choice, you know, the, the Kentucky vote for school choice. When, when I lived in D.C., I worked for the public school system, the district, for a little bit when Michelle Ree was there and I worked in the central office and, and it was a hot topic there. Um, just school choice, the school voucher system of how vouchers would go towards private education or public education in, in the district. And I, I just always looked at it as a, as a very progressive policy. Whereas in Kentucky, you know, the democratic governor voted against or vetoed school choice which mm-hmm. I can understand from the union perspective, but I just always looked at it as a very progressive policy. Um, but then you get to Pineville and where they exchange contracts with Bell County, they quit doing that. So if school choice hadn't have passed, there may no longer be a Pineville. So, you know, it was an important thing for the small town where we're from. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't, you know, I haven't talked a whole lot about this with you or, or anybody really, but <clears throat> I think, uh, in the state of Kentucky, for sure, one thing that would affect school choice is, unfortunately, athletics in where we live. And, you know, some of those super teams in the NBA <laughs> may trickle down into the uh, to the high school ranks and people choose their school based on that, which I think you and I both disagree with. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't really know what side of the fence I'm on there. Uh, definitely don't want to see a school like Pineville go away for sure. But um, yeah, and, and I, you know, we, it's not a political podcast, and we're not trying yeah. to be political. But that's a good segue into kind of what this episode is about. You know, the importance of how important athletics are to small towns, especially in Appalachia. You know, we've yeah, seen it, we've lived it of how. Uh, the community comes together to support a team, whether you play for that team or not. It's just a kind of a sense of pride and, you know, everyone comes together. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely unique in Appalachia, uh, how people get behind their, their local sports teams and really rally behind young kids, you know, young kids who are, uh, trying to become leaders in the community and they, they play such a vital role. Uh, because of athletics in the beginning, but then, you know, lots of times we see that trickle into they never leave. I'm an example of that, I guess. Sports really captures uh, a lot of people's interest in Appalachia, and I, I got my theories on why that is, but, you know, I don't know if any of them are right. Tonight you'll hear, uh, I'm sure uh, Coach Hilton will talk about local community getting behind you. So uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him. Yeah, I say let's just let's just get it rolling. Neil and I are excited to have uh, Dudley Hilton on the program tonight. Dudley is the Bell County Bobcat football coach in, in Kentucky, head football coach. He has uh, been coaching for 40-plus years in the state of Kentucky. He's won three state championships with two different schools. 
That is right. You're correct so far, yeah. yeah. So far. <laughs> he is the second winningest head uh, football coach in Kentucky and top 40 in the nation. I don't know if too many people know that, but he is also in the Kentucky High School Athletic Hall of Fame. And he's a treasure in the mountains, and we're happy to have him. We're excited to have him tonight. So for those of you listening that don't know him, Will and I have known Coach Hilton for a long time, and, and uh, he is the uh, epitome of a living legend. So uh, we're super excited to, to have him on tonight and have an opportunity to talk to him. He's known our family. Unfortunately, neither one of us got the opportunity to ever play for him. He took it out on us, just beating us every time we got a chance to play against him. So Yeah, I never, uh, did, I never did beat beat <laughs> no we're, we're over both of us are over <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, w- I wanted to uh, ask you a quick question dudley we, we ask all our guests this and it's just kind of to kick off the show but i mean you know appalachians are big on tradition and and you know our family are big on tradition as well and especially over the holidays we we're big on appetizers we have a huge spread appetizers all over before we even get to the meal uh, I don't know if you have a favorite appetizer that you can share with us just to kick things off. I've started eating some of these grilled shrimps, and they, they, they're pretty good appetizers. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just started cocktails. liking them. They, we didn't have them when I started coaching many years ago. <laughs> but uh, I really like those grilled shrimp, that's for sure. Yeah, and like, a, like, like we said earlier, you know, we wanted to have you on the show to talk about how important small-town athletics are across the country for small rural towns, but especially in Appalachia, especially over this last year with the pandemic, with cutting of budgets, people talk about getting rid of sports, et cetera, et cetera. But can, can you talk a little bit about how important you think athletics or football are to not only small towns, but Appalachian towns, especially in the mountains where we're from? I was brought up down in the flatlands and my first job was over Breathitt County, and you ain't getting too much more Appalachian than Breathitt County. And, uh, yeah. you know, I was shocked kind of when I went there because they were just starting a football program. That was the first year they ever really had football. I, my, my announcers up in the stands, they would say, well, uh, Breathitt County's got it on the 60-yard line, you know. Or, and I'm <laughs> thinking, well, you know, we're just across the 50, you know. But, but I, I knew what it meant to their school because I seen what basketball meant. And I also knew if I could get a football program going there, that the people in the area and uh, that they would really appreciate it. And, I, you know, it's hard to believe how many compliments I've had on my ball games being broadcast on the radio that I'd hear my coal miners say that they were sitting underneath the mountain so deep down and listening to the ball game. And I, I just put cold chills all over me because because I knew the, the state depended on coal and we all depended on how important coal was for the mountains of uh, eastern Kentucky. And uh, and they that pulled them together and made them even work harder when you when you had a good football program and and people support you, even though they couldn't come to the game a lot of times, they were a big part of it because they would get on that CB. I can remember getting out Saturday morning after I win or lose a ball game and listen to the truckers talk about the ball game Friday night, you know, about Breathitt County. Uh, hey, break a break of one night, you know, how, <laughs> how did the ball game come out last night? You know, sometimes they say something bad about me and I, 
thought I need to turn that thing off. But, <laughs> but you know, Appalachian, uh, we were all stuck together. We all been, uh, uh, you know, and I could really see that. I didn't see that growing up in the flatlands till I got to the mountains. And, uh, and Breathy County was my first start in 1975. So then, you know, of course, winning uh, is something just puts icing on the cake when you start winning, and especially in a small town. We just have so much pride, you know. I look back in the days Bobby Keys was at Clay County, how he made that tradition for Clay County. It wasn't no place like Clay County playing basketball, you know. And I'd like to think that we developed a couple places like it at Breza County and Bell County that uh, that it wasn't no place like that and, and pulled the community down. And, you know, I left a couple times and then I came back to Bell County. And the last time I came back and – our superintendent, she she let me know right quickly when we met in Somerset, and she wanted me to come back. She said, "Dudley, we we need you in the mountains. We our school needs you." And you talking about touching you and then making you coach hills go all over you when somebody in a high position like a superintendent tell you that you needed they needed football back in Bell County, especially when you know when we're slapped around and look at all the po- poverty we got and the flooding and the coal coal of my uh, coal going out you know and the kids didn't have much the the, the grown-ups didn't have much and and it meant a lot to the people of uh, Appalachian to have their football program back in Bell County I do know that I mean you mentioned that you know you left a couple times came back as did I I left after high school and been trying to make it back ever since it just the mountains have this sense of pull I think on about anyone who calls it home, which which I do, um, I, I was kind of wondering. I know how sometimes I get treated when people hear my accents. You know, you're a legendary coach, and you're known in the coaching circles for your winning in football. But how do you think people perceive you outside of the mountains, especially in coaching circles? Or do you know? Do you think you're treated differently because you're Appalachian, or you haven't seen that? No, no, I, I agree. I think the Appalachian, one thing we, uh, I think we struggle on is the publicity that we get uh, that's uh, that's very small in our area where you got the big collection of school and you had the Lexington Hurdle. And, and I, I know I coached up here, let's see, eight at Breathed and 14 over here at uh, uh, Bell County. But that was 22 years in my career. And, and, and I've done well, don't get me wrong. But when I went down to Bourbon County and won the state championship in 97, my name blew out more over the state of Kentucky with that one state championship. It's not because of Bourbon County, but it was in the area I was at because every night we had the big bonfires and the big pep rallies and and same things I did at at Bell County or Breathitt County, but we didn't have that luxury of having those uh, Channel 18 and 27 and 36 all with big cameras and big, big spotlights and shining, you know, shining on the thing to highlight our kids so much more. And but we had we had a lot of good publicity in the mountain, but nothing like like it did when I went down there in '97. And you know that year uh, I almost won the Sportsman of the Year in, in the state of Kentucky. And and I'm thinking, God, look how close I was, you know. I think I followed uh, Rick Patino and uh, I forget uh, maybe Tim, not one Tim Cows, but I forget who the other person was. But here I came so close to win the sports. But I would have stayed here in the mountains and I would have never got any award like that 
or well, I, I really didn't win that many coach of the year. But when I went to Bourbon County, I, I got I got I got to coach the Kentucky All Star game team. I, I got a lot to do a lot more because I went went out of the mountains and had a little success. But that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and and on that on that note, I've always thought about this, especially growing up playing football. You know. Being from Pineville, it's kind of bred into you. Football, you, you live it, you breathe it, you eat it. I always look back growing up, you know, you see these bigger these bigger schools, you see these this poverty in inner cities, and you hear them always talk about their athletes, how they, they play the sport to try to get out of it. Well, I think in the mountains, I, I never thought like that. I played the sport because I loved it, and I, I knew there was no chance of getting out because – I never really thought about even getting recruited out of the mountains. It's just something that didn't really happen unless you were Tim Couch, you know. I, I didn't know what your perspective was on that. Like, I mean, I know from an athletic standpoint, there are some mountain boys that are just as good as the Lexington boys that get recruited. Or what's your perspective on that as far as recruiting? Do the mountains just get overlooked because the talent's not good enough? Or do the mountains get overlooked like you were saying, you know, being in Bourbon so one year? Uh, exposure uh, yeah I think you know again uh, when you're saying overlooked sometimes you got to get out to get looked at and you got to get out of the mountains well for us to get out of the mountain you, you know it's about 120 miles and and you got to have uh, you know families who can afford to take you to these uh, you know I was lucky enough to to raise a son that had a good football career at University of Pikeville but, uh, you know, and I was fortunate enough to take him to North Dane's football camp, uh, uh, Kentucky's football camp. Of course, I was making pretty good money where I could afford that. But I was about the only one up here could really afford it, you know, just having that opportunity. My other good kids couldn't hardly uh, have that luxury of getting out and doing some things like that. Don't talk about my son. He was 5'8", and uh, they, don't, they don't look at too many people at 5'8". You know, you got to be 6'5", or 6'6", and we don't get too many tall people up here. But now it's growing. I mean, our, our people, you know, I think Cash Daniels there one few years ago went to University of Kentucky out of Paintsville and did well. Tim Couch, number one draft pick. But it takes somebody special like that, and we don't – We've got a lot of special people up here, but I think our kids, I know at Bell County, we play together as a team. I mean, that's why you don't have many Mr. Footballs up here. If, you, if you're going to center one kid out a lot, then he might not win no awards. I mean, he might not win many ball games, but he might get a lot of recognition because he's done well uh, by scoring a lot of touchdowns. But at Bell County, if we had that one individual and he got hurt, we probably wouldn't win another game for four or five years. So we we need to win to get our publicity, not that one individual star. Down in the mountains, uh, you know, I know the boy that, that was at Western Hills a few years ago and he went to Nebraska. I feel like my boy was twice as better than him, but he was brought up in Frankfurt where my boy was brought up here in Middlesboro, Pineville, in the Bell County area. So, so I think we are cheated a lot out of the publicity. I really do. But, but I think we've all went out in the state and we've played with the states. You know, when I grew up, there was everybody, you know, the four Thomas Highlands and, and the Trinities and St. X and, and those teams were people you, you, you couldn't beat. Now, now at Bell County, we, we played them and we beat them. And, and that's helped me grow as a coach and helped my players believe 
hey, we can play with anybody in the state of Kentucky. We're as good as anybody if we work hard at it. So I, I don't know. Well, it's uh, it's a toughy situation, but but I just think we're we just don't have the working people. I think that hurts us. I, I think the families of the good people are successful. They've got a good working family, the mother and the father. Uh, a lot of our kids are single home families. Uh, a lot of them live with their grandparents. A lot of them, you know, they just don't have that, uh, I guess, that uh, desire. I don't know if it's desire, but uh, just don't get that publicity at a young age like they do down in the flatlands. And like I said, down there, when you're around Louisville and Lexington Catholic, or Lexington, Lexington area, there's a, a whole lot more publicity up down there than it is up here in the mountains. Now you let it let us flood up here and let us uh, let some things happen to the mountains. They all storm and they all show the bad things that we do, the bad bad uh, haulers that we got and everything like that. But they won't come up here on a Friday night football game while we're hanging out or, uh, on top of the goalpost and everything. You know. <laughs> yeah, co- Coach, you and I have talked before about winning doesn't always breed a lot of friends. Uh, but it, it sure is a lot of fun to win. You know, I, I'm just curious. Uh, one of the questions I have, I know that you're one of five kids, but but my question to you is, where does your passion for competition come from? Is it is it because of the way you grew up? Is it an experience you had in your life? Or where do you really think that, that passion for competition is fostered in your life? Well, now my, my coach tried hard where I played high school ball at, but we just couldn't win. We had the Bardstowns. They were so much better than us. Our kids believed they couldn't win. I guess I believed we couldn't win. Then when I got out of school and, and uh, I went off to college and found out that, you know, I just need a few more hours. If I can get those past those hours, I'll get to coach football. So, And the only job I could find was in Breathitt County, and that was my first head job. My first year, I went two and nine, and and I knew, I, I told myself, I said, you know, if I work at it any at all, get in the weight room and go to work with my kids, I can win. And, you know, second year, we was four and seven. My third year was five and six. And my fourth year, we was 11 and 0, number one team in the 3A in the state of Kentucky. And, 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 and that just told me right then, these old mountain boys will work. They want discipline. They, they don't want to be taken to the ice cream shop after you win and, and buy them ice cream cone. They want to go back to work. We get beat on Friday night. We go back to work on Monday, Neil. And and I've done that for 47 years. And, and, and a lot of people, what's your secret? What's your secret? The secret in the mountains is that you've got to work. We're not fortunate enough to have the athletes they got down there in central uh, central Kentucky. And that's why they call them thoroughbreds down there. We don't have any thoroughbreds up here in eastern Kentucky. So if you're going to have any thoroughbreds, you better make you some. And and that's been my secret weapon ever since my early years in coaching. And, Neil, I went through, forty, I think, 46 years now. And I haven't looked up. And it's passed just like that. I mean, I, you know, when we get beat on Friday night, I don't care if it's on the state championship game. I don't care if it's uh, last season or last game of the regular. I don't care when it is. We're going to work on Monday because we cannot afford to take off. And I hear so many coaches say, well, I mean, I'm not going to do nothing to the first of the year to January. Well, you ain't going to play with the big boys if you don't go to work tomorrow. And, and again, I've, you know, I've always said 
many times talking on the radio show like this right here. I'm wasting time. I ought to be up to high school right now working instead of <laughs> the wheel and meal, you know. I'm sure people are getting ahead of me. But, but you know, the competition, we just need to win. The win, and, uh, you know, a lot of people said, well, oh, you know, we get away from this school. You know, I remember 10 years ago when this school couldn't play a lick. And now all of a sudden they're, they're up on top again. Or, or this school couldn't play a lick, or this school was on top. Now they've gone down to the bottom. Well, sometimes, uh, you know, we got an older man here in the uh, Vail County area called Glenn Peace, who's been around a long time. He thinks coaching is about 98% of, uh, of the program. And, and you know, I, I used to laugh at him, but more I look at it, Neil, I really believe it's, it's, it's way up there. It's all how hard a coach wants to work. And, and, yeah. and it's been, I don't know why it was bred into me, I guess, because when I was young, I used to get my brains beat in all the time. And, and I got enjoying wins, Neil. I got enjoying what I was doing. And I knew, you know, I, I used to go down to UK and give a coaching talk down there during the clinic. And I would tell them like, it's like a bunch of hogs. You know, if you're going to raise hogs and slaughter them, well, you better take time to slop them. You better take them out there and, and fatten them up. Then that way you're going to get good pork chops and, 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 you know, you, you're going to do it. Well, that's the same way with football players. If you're going to, if you're going to go to program field and play football, you better go to work in the weight room and build your kids up and, and enjoy it in the fall. And you're glad you did when the fall comes, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I, I'll I, tell I, you, I, it, it might be coaching, but I got hit one t- time playing you guys by Arthur Carter. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been hit that hard in my life. Well, he's just could bench four hundred pounds, you know. And, and, and again, you know, but you know that's that's that was a key of our success of uh, uh, getting old kids out there and working. And I've tried to tell people that for years, and and uh, you know, it's always uh, you got good athletes, and you know, this is uh, you know that's Bell County's lucky we got the good athlete. Well, Bell County don't know how hard we really do work, and and I yeah. tell people you can come by any day you want to while we're in school and you don't have to tell me when you're coming because we're going to work and no matter who shows up and who's not. And, uh, you know, that's, that's to me, the key of, of the success in the mountains. These kids, they're starving and coaches in the mountains are, are we're, we're having a hard time getting come in. You know, I see a lot of people, well, we can't find no coaches up here to, uh, uh, you know, Clay County or, or Knox Central or uh, Bale or Harlan County. There's no coaches around. Well, there's a whole lot of no reason to, you know, a lot of people don't have the good reason to come up here to, to want to bring their kids because of the Appalachian area and the poor area that we're seeing. And that's why you got to do the best. And, and the kids wants to work. I'll tell you that. We just got to have somebody up here that really wants to uh, lead them to work, you know. So we've talked a lot about kids and we've said that we've said a couple of names, uh, you know, it's countless the amount of uh, lives and kids that you've coached over the years and the number of people that you've influenced. But uh, when you think about that, what 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 role do you think you've played in the life of, of kids in Appalachia? Well, I think they see uh, me as somebody that's going to be there every day. Uh, uh, like I said, I've been around here for 47 years. I don't know if I've ever missed a day of work or not, Neil. I've just, I'm always there. 
I treat everybody the same. It's not all about me, me, me. It's all about our team, team, team. And and uh, I think you see that we've uh, we've never had a Mister Football. We've never uh, had many All State players, but we've won a lot of football games. And I think they'll see that I'm fair to them. Uh, they're, they 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 like to get up Saturday morning and, and feel good about themselves. They like to come back five or six years from now. Boys, our year we went twelve and two. That year we went thirteen and one. You know they like to they like that's all carrying over now. And I, I think uh, they see that I'm still the same. Uh, you know I don't like to push my seniors out the door, but it's it's. Uh, it's time for the next group to come along. And, you know, and they see that, hey, when it's over, it's over. I don't have time to wine and dine with you and and, uh, and go out and play golf with you every day. I'm a football coach. And, uh, you know, and I think my kids see that. And I think a lot of them goes out here. I don't know, some reason or another, I put out a lot of state troopers. Uh, I, I guess I've got 15 or 20. Now, behold, I got the whole main man of the whole state of Kentucky, P.J. Burnett, just got named the other day by the governor as the yeah. uh, captain of all the captain. state in the state of Kentucky. So but he might be having me a big position down there. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he wants me to take them to that island. Where's that island they go out to? And uh, Trooper Island. Maybe Trooper they want Island. Maybe to start a football team on Trooper <laughs> Island or something. But uh, – but I've really, uh, you know, uh, I, I think to be a good state trooper, you got to have the discipline part. Yes. you got to have the teamwork thing. And again, I, I tell you, if I could find out my secret and I could, uh, you know, sprinkle it on you or put it in a bottle, you know, I can make a lot of money, Neil. I really oh, yeah. believe. And, and, uh, but uh, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how all that business uh, thing works, uh, you know, as far as that goes. But. But I've had a great ride. I'll tell you what, I've, uh, I've really uh, had a great ride. I've had, uh, you know, my wife, uh, just tell you this real quick. Today's my birthday. I'm 73 years old today. Oh, you guys awesome. are lucky. Thanks for spending it with us, man. That's, she put that's me awesome. on Facebook and she had over 600 hits of congratulations for me and everything. And I looked down some of those lists and I looked at players that was, I coached 30 years ago and 40 years ago, <laughs> they're wishing the coach a happy birthday, but I've had a, I've had a great career. Everybody keeps asking me when I'm going to resign and uh, when I'm going to retire, I've retired 20 years ago and I'm still going at it hard. Uh, I just, uh, I love the uh, Appalachian. I really do. The people here in Bell County loves me, and uh, you know they uh, they just they just love me. And uh, I guess uh, you know I didn't think it was my home, but Appalachian and and Bell County and it's my home. And and um, you know I'm just so thankful to uh, good Lord's watch after me. My health. I had a five bypass about six years ago when I was in Pikeville and got my heart worked on. And uh, somebody told me it's good for 20 years. So. I still got 12, 15 years left if it's good, if it goes good for 20 years, you know, but, but, uh, but the Appalachian has been good to me. The people, they want you to be truthful to them. They want you to be fair to them. They want you to work their kids. They don't want to, uh, they're all about business. It's, uh, you know, and that's, that's, and that's, I like that. I, I like the idea of, uh, and they'll get mad at you. You leave home, you know, they, they think you, you betrayed them a little bit, but, but when you come yeah, back so and, yeah, yeah so, so that, that that's leading right into to my next question. So I I, I didn't want to I don't want to cut you off there, but so so you know me and Will Will left and 
and stayed gone and never came back home. I left, went to college and, and then came back home. So in your coaching career, there's been a couple of times um, it, that you've left Bell County. You talked about going to Bourbon County and winning that state title, but then a couple years later, you were drawn back in. And then uh, I know you left and went to uh, Pike, and then a couple years later, you were drawn back in. So tell me, what what is the is the factor that has led to you? I, I think I know the answer to this, but you always keep coming back to what me and you and Will all call home. What always brings you back to Bell County? Well, Neil, it's just people. I mean, it's 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 the Walmart on Saturday night or Friday night, or uh, it's it's just going to the Cracker Barrel today to eat lunch, and and the people you can't hardly eat for people patting you on the back, and it's just the love that the mountain people has for you. You know, that's uh, uh, that's that's one, and and they enjoy the product. I guess I put out. They just they enjoyed the Friday night. They got there early, and uh, you know. They just loved what was there, you know. And the first time I left, it was so hard on me to leave. And and Jen and I went to Bourbon County, and and uh, we was here fourteen years and won the state championship in '91. And we went down there and won the first year, won the state championship in '97 at Bourbon County. And and I don't know, just one thing led to another, and the right people got in the office and they brought me back and. Then we won another one in 08, and then we left two years later and went to U-Pike. Uh, but when we left the last time, I didn't think I'd ever come back, Neil. I thought it was all over. Yeah. And I knew Jan. She'd always wanted to go to back to Breathitt County because that's her home. And I thought, well, I'll yeah. retire, and we'll go back to Breathitt. But we we uh, we stayed down there at Tyler County. They always told me that I would go back to Bell County, and I said, no, they'll never never have me back again. But, but you know, they did, and – they had that losing season, that the only losing season they had in their career. And, uh, boys, they met me down there. And, and you know, mm-hmm. when I came back and, 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 and uh, you know, when the superintendent told me, she, she, she said two things to me. She said, Dudley, it's your home. And I didn't think it was my home. I mean, I went down there to Taylor County, which is next to Springfield, and that's where I grew up to now. I didn't have mm-hmm. nobody from Springfield to come watch my game. They didn't know who Dudley Hilton was. I was a nobody down there. They they loved their baseball. They loved their tennis. And they loved their uh, soccer. And they loved all the other sports. But football yeah. was just a, a Friday game they played every Friday night. It was just a game, you know. And Dudley Hilton was just a man. He just somebody they hired as the next coach. And she met me at the, at the uh, state council Somerset. She said two things to me, Neil, and it's always stuck to me. She said, Dudley, it's your home. I said, uh, I said, Vaughn, it's not my home. I, it's, I mean, just because I stayed there. She said, believe me, it's your home. And she said another thing. She said, those kids need you at Bell County, Dudley. They need you. They don't have pep rallies. They don't have a coach will go down the hallway and speak to them. They don't, they don't have nobody that look up to. And she said, they need you. And, and, but it hit me. And when I came back, Neil, it's my home. You go to Walmart and everybody pat me on the back and they know me and they holler at me. And the kids, they need me. That's a, that's a question we ask all our our guests and you've, you've already answered it a couple of times, but the question that we always ask is where, where do you call home? Which you just said, Bell County's home, but you know, what do you think makes Bell County unique? You, You mentioned the people. You mentioned uh, the, the community, but is there anything else that, that makes Bell County unique, unique enough for you to call it home? 
Well, unique. Cause I got, uh, you know, my daughter, she's a basketball referee. She, she, uh, she refereed the girls state championship final game this year. I you know that's, and she's had out of the last five she went to, she's done it three times. So she's been highlighted through her co- uh, refereeing career. John Dudley's a chiropractor here in school and he was a pretty good ball player. He's the only player that's ever played at Bell County, won a regional championship in basketball. Run, won a regional championship in baseball and won a state championship in football. And he's the only athlete to ever done all three, you know, uh, being there, he's done uh, basketball and football, but he didn't, he didn't play baseball, but that's, you know, and there's some other couple kids done that. So, so those kids were labeled, they got their names in the gym, just like I do and, and everything. So, so they were there, but that was, uh, that was a big thing. But I think, winning those state championships. I mean, you name how many schools you wanted to, you know, that's one state championship. They, you know, they, they say how many are Corbin looking for now? They're looking for a number of what? And, and, you know, that's one thing they bragged on there for a while that they were, they wanted to win the number six, I guess. But the number six was 40 years ago, you know. Bale County's was just 10 years or now it's about 11 years ago. So we're, we're the last one that's really won a state championship. Plassey County's won one here in the last few years, but Bell County was a coal developing area who hadn't won much except, uh, uh, and, and I think that kind of pulled our, our, our county together more. Uh, I know when we won it, the, the, the highways was full of people coming out of the mountains to welcome us home. That's always stick to your mind. They they stick to you. It might not stick to you down in Lexington like it would in, in, in eastern Kentucky, you know. And Belfry's got that dynasty up there. They're in that area all by themselves up in in in, uh, in Belfry up there. And, and uh, but uh, I just think it's well. I'm a happy-go-lucky man. I think the students, I think my te- my wife was a great teacher here for 30 years at our school. And, and I think everybody remember us because we did sport other sports. We wasn't all about football. We loved basketball. We loved baseball. We loved, we loved just being a part of our, our community and, and our school system. And we take the seniors on senior trips and they really enjoyed me going because uh, they just, I don't know. I, I made it fun for them, uh, Will. I, I really, I, you know, I was blessed with that kind of talent. If I got much, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I have some words that I have a hard time. I say Walmart and something about the way I say Walmart, they don't. <laughs> I, I tell them about these state championship rings. You can't get that at Walmart, you know. They, they laugh at me saying those things. But, but I, I'm just myself. I, I'm just, I'm just so old uh, flatland boys that come to the Appalachian, they took me in. Maybe I was like a whole lot like them. I don't know. Maybe that's why I fit <laughs> in up here so well. But I was true to them. I told them up front. I didn't sneak out the back door when I left. I told them why I wanted to leave. I didn't burn no bridges. I didn't uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I didn't get mad at nobody. I didn't leave because I was mad. Uh, moving has not, not been has been good to me, uh, Neil. It really has. It's uh, moving it's caused me to re re-energize myself, like putting Grow. new batteries in my, my 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 veins and everything, just getting me going. And and uh, you know, I told a governor one time if they want to improve education, they ought to make everybody move every five years. 
because I think you would be more excited come in that English class to teach, you know, uh, be motivated more, you know, and that's why yeah. I wasn't coaching. It really motivated me. Yeah. So this is kind of off the subject, but as a, as a, as a, uh, a guy who played football, basketball, and baseball, you're talking to another guy that played football, basketball, and baseball. I've got three young boys that two, one of them's too young to play anything, but the other two play football, basketball, and baseball. How, how hard is it nowadays to, to be able to, to do that in Appalachia or anywhere else for that matter, to, to be successful on the high school level playing multiple sports? Well, we're kind of getting worse at it because everybody, young kids are really getting bragged on a lot anymore. And it's hard when yeah. you're in the sixth grade telling you what kind of good basketball player you're going to be or a good yeah. baseball player or a good football player. And it's getting harder because – because we're, we are pressured with that because we hit a few home runs or because we hit a few threes and that makes us good, you know, and it gets, yeah. it, it gets, it gets depressing to me for people telling me, no, nah, ain't no way my son can play. He's going to, he's going to make it, but he's going to be big time. And we're talking about sixth or seventh grader, you know, and, and yeah. again, and, and it's getting harder and harder, but my advice and, and I go talk to all eighth graders, but they won't listen to you now because it's, they, they they build up that they're we're we're easy to be built up anymore and and they wouldn't like it. That when so I I, my my perspective is that it's got a lot to do with with parenting and whether or not you know you get a kid in the fifth grade that's a dominant basketball player you know do you do you tell him oh man this is this is your sport as a parent I I know what I'm choosing to do but would you say that it's ninety percent parenting or uh, to be able to do it nowadays, um, how how is it even possible? Well, I think parenting is got, they've got a, our job is to raise the kids. Our job is keep them busy. Our job is keep them in 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 activities or keep them in competition. I think competition is a big word too. You know, you know, I've watched them sit around all year and play basketball in the first three games. They can't hit a free throw, and I'm thinking, what did you do while we was out there working our tail or get up there and strike out in baseball, and that's all you concentrate. I hate to hear kids say, I'm going to concentrate on sport. I, I yeah. think today the concentration part, and I think, you know, and I can't name the big pro players right now. Everyone's arguing, well, he was a heck of a high school football player, but now he's an all-American basketball player or, or vice versa, you know. I, I think most people are and, and you're recruiting, they're going to recruit the kid that works hard. And not say, well, I love basketball and I'm sticking with basketball or I love football. I, I don't even like anybody tells me they love football and they're going to stick with football because I'll tell every one of them, they can go help the basketball team, go help the basketball team. And, you know, yeah. when I left here, uh, uh, well, when I went to University of Pikeville, I took John Dudley with me. I tried to get him leave in January to go with me up to University of Pikeville. And he said, Dad, I'm going to finish the basketball season out. And I said, well, when basketball season, you come up there and play with me. He said, Daddy, I'm going to stay and play baseball. I said, that baseball team is terrible. <laughs> and he, he, he looked at me and he said, Daddy, he said, they need me. And, and then, Neil, ever since he told me that, that stuck to my heart because, because he's 100% right. It wasn't for him. It was for his teammates. And teammates, right now yeah. we go out here and, and our basketball team, our baseball team, our football team gets killed. And, and we got kids – We've got people, well, boy, that baseball team up are pitiful. Well, half, yeah. half a dozen you sorry tails would get out there and help them like you when you played uh, Little League baseball with them. We wouldn't be so terrible. Yeah. 
and it just right. burns me up to when they get out there. But you know, we don't get that many up in here, and uh, to to sign the big scholarships and, and and go and play, and that's why you know uh, that you need, need to play all the sports you can play and be a part of it, and you know that's. Just getting good coaches, O'Neill, and you know, get a good baseball and good basketball and good football coach at one school. That's pretty hard too to to have that. So, but anyway, I'm I'm a big three four sport player. I, I brag on myself all the time. I did football, baseball, track, and and did it all. And and good thing I did because that helped me in life. It helped me yeah. get my education. It 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 kept me out of trouble. And you know, just. Uh, I told John Dudley one time he wanted to not play baseball. I said, well, good. Paint your face up when I get ready to play Millsboro. Paint your face up and go yell for a basketball team instead of being out on the floor playing. Yeah. Maybe about a week later, he, he ended up going to get his shoes and went to play. But, uh, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big believer in these sports, and especially in Appalachian. Uh, uh, guys, we, we our sports uh, – uh, well, I think we do good, but we've got a lot of pitiful teams up in the area, too, that we need to get their schools going a little bit better in some sports. And to, to that point, what I know we've talked about inside Appalachia, outside Appalachia, there's challenges everywhere, but what do you think your, your biggest challenges are there at Bell County? Well, you know, just getting the kids. This corona year we went through, it's caused a lot of our kids to be sorry. And it's really affected our area. This virtual study where you're staying at home and and you don't have parents at home that's uh, that are educated or, or uh, maybe don't have the equipment or just can't. They got to go out and work all day while their son is sitting home or daughter sitting home, and and it's really hurt us now. I can tell tell the difference. I hope we can overcome it. I hope we can uh, get through it. And uh, uh, we uh, we just got to get get the kids back in school and, and I think it's affected uh, Appalachian pretty bad. I'll just I'll be up front with it. I, I hate to say that, but hopefully we can overcome it all. But for you down there where you got good a lot of good working people, uh, they'll overcome it pretty quickly because uh, they got you know, they've got a lot of uh, got a lot of resources more than we've got up in here. But but if we can get them in school and, and uh, get them back to uh, coming regular, then you know, I think we'll hopefully we'll overcome it. Back, get them back in that weight room, yeah. Get them back in the weight room. You got to, I'm telling you, it's just it's one of those things. If you don't teach them how to jump up on a box, uh, we're not learning it nowhere else. Jump a rope or something like that, and and uh, you know, we just uh, that's where we we get our starts, and we can't take off a day, we got to work at it every day. And I, these kids, uh, they'll work. I'm telling you, Will, these kids up at Appalachian will work their tails off if you got that leader to make them work. And uh, you can't put on a face about them. They'll know when you're taking advantage of them or, or what. And, and uh, they don't know how to handle free time. And uh, that's what a lot of coaches think they're good to players by letting them have a lot of free time, throwing the ball out to them, and let them just go out there and play ball. They think, well, being good to them. But it, Give them a jump rope and tell them let's jump rope for a half an hour. Let's do this <laughs> or run the hill. You know, they, we got a hill up here at Bell County. We run every day. And well, Dudley, I, I don't know if you have anything else, Neil, but I could talk I to this man forever. What's that? Well, I could talk to him for all night. I've treasured this time, man. I, I appreciate it, Dudley. I appreciate you 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 uh, being on here. 
you know, one of my closest friends is Joe B. House. And me and Joe B. go way back. And don't ask me how we got friends. I, I remember uh, he brought his basketball team up to Breathitt County in the 70s. And uh, I, I, that's the first time I met him. But he's, he usually come to my football game at least once a year. Everywhere I've ever been, he came to U-Pike. He, uh, but he's, got, he's in a rest home now and he don't get out. And I really miss Joe B. Hall. And, and uh, you know, he, he never got a lot of credit when, at UK. You know, he won the, he won the national championship there, what was it, 78? 78, or something, or, something like yeah. that. But, you know, Joe B., uh, uh, he, he always meant a lot to me. And, and uh, he was always a great guy. And uh, I don't know how I've made some good friends with people. Like, you know, Bobby Keith and I were probably the closest coaches around. But now – here I'm talking about a basketball coach that coached the college level. I got along with. Then I coached talking about a Hall of Famer and Bobby Keith, uh, football basketball coach that I was my best friend. You know, it's something about a football coach and a basketball coach. But it's hard for a football coach to get along with another football coach. You know, it's bad and everything. But you know, guys, I really enjoyed talking football. It's a passion to me. Because I gave it all my life, and you know, again, I'm next year will be my 47th year, and how long will I do it? I have no idea. I'm now. I just uh, I know I'm going to do it another year, and uh, but I really enjoyed talking to you, and and uh, and like I said, uh, I don't know what Jan will do with uh, Sprinkle, which what she's going to do with me when I'm gone, but uh, she'll find a place to put me somewhere, and I hope it's in the Appalachian somewhere because this this is home. Well, I, I think a great spot would be Dudley Hilton Field that you get to play on every Friday night. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we had a graduation on it the other night. And Kelly, I didn't know if I wanted to have a graduate graduation out there on my football field. Because I wanted to be known to have a football game out there, you know. But uh, I let them have it so they can uh, hope they don't get no habit for it, you know. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, there's a – special event coming up next week in uh, Pineville that Will and I both will be there for. So hopefully we'll get a chance to shake your hand and see you in person. So thank you very much for your time. Guys, I really enjoyed talking to you. We appreciate it. Man, does it get any better than that, man? The passion that that guy has for his community and his team and his kids and his, uh, you know, his close knit family of community there. Yeah. Uh, you can almost feel the pride just coming out of his skin, man. Yeah. I mean, it just I, makes that kind of makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Like just to hear him talk, to reminisce, tell stories. It just, like you said, just that that strong sense of pride. I don't think he really understands how much of a living legend he is in the mountains. I know. I, I, it just made me feel like, uh, it made me feel a little bit for a moment like Tom Leach. Cause after basketball games in Kentucky, he gets to interview coach Cal and he just asked one question and Cal rolls with it. Rolls with it. But he also answers it any way he wants. Oh, absolutely. Dudley's the same way. Yeah. I mean, he's a legend. He can do that. He, that was he, great, though, man. It was good. <laughs> yeah, he, he can do whatever he wants. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up, ready to go play some football. <laughs> well, um, I guess we can go ahead and 
getting to uh, kind of our last segment here, talking about of place, whatever gives you kind of that sense of place in Appalachia. It's kind of what we always want to end on a positive note. Is there anything that you want to talk about tonight, Neil? Yeah, man, you always put me on the spot. I, I, I'm going to flip the script and ask you that question. What you, you got anything on your mind? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You So you're going to defer to me. I'll, I'll take it. Uh-huh. I, uh, you know, just listen to his interview. Made, made me think back of you know, when I was a kid, kind of the nostalgia of football in the mountains. There's always one thing that brings me back, and and I'll just I'll just lay it out for you. Kind of kind of picture this, you know, fourth grade kid wakes up early, had his clothes laid out the night before, the maroon and gold jersey. He's not playing because he's only in fourth grade, but he's so excited to get to school to wear that jersey. He gets to school, all the walls are painted maroon and gold, posters everywhere. Every you know, there's a buzz in the air about the game on Friday night school there's probably a pep rally in the afternoon school gets out early just for the game five o'clock all the downtown stores are closed it's like a ghost town downtown because everyone goes to the game pack your car up maybe tailgate you're wearing your maroon and gold as a fourth grader you take your football because you know you're probably going to play on the side field beside the field while the (laughs) game's going on but as soon as you walk through those gates or at least this was the case when I was little. As soon as you walk through those gates, you hit, you you catch that whiff of that pipe, and it's just that nostalgia bring that brings me back. Always that pop smell, and it was always, you know, the legendary coach of Pineville, Bill Adams. You know, the 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 fence, the sidelines were always two people deep, so they could watch the game all the way around the whole entire field. And Bill Adams was always, you know, right by the the entrance gate, smoking that pops. And, and I I just remember what. I always remember walking in the gate and smelling that pop. Just brings me back to football, to Friday nights, to Pineville. It every, just doesn't get any better. Every time you smell one now, it makes you. It takes you back there. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that that taking that football with you to the game and playing on that field. I I can remember that same thing. Uh, I was. I'm sure I was with you, getting drugged <laughs> to the game, going and playing. I don't even know if I watched the game. I was too busy playing on the side field that was seemed like a hundred yards, but looking back on it now, you know, this, you know, that field that I'm talking about is like 15 yards wide by maybe 25 yards long. It's tiny. tiny, And I swear there was a hundred people on it. (laughs) It Just seems so big when you're a little. Oh yeah, absolutely. We did it a lot faster. I I gotta add. um, So, as we as we have to wrap this thing up, we haven't, uh, you, you know, we've we've gotten quite a few listeners and followers over the last couple of weeks. So we, we kind of wanted to put it out there. If anyone has any ideas for an episode, any any anybody you'd like to see on, you know, hit us up. Send us an email. It's Appalachia Meets World at gmail.com. You can find us on you can find that on our Linktree account. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check us out. Post something. Let us know who you want to hear from. Also, you know, if you like the podcast, subscribe, write us a review. It just kind of helps us, helps our podcast out, helps generate a little bit more attention to the podcast. So, yeah, if you if you know of anybody, if you think of anything, anything you'd like to hear, like to hear us talk about, just let us know. So I guess we can we can wrap this one up. And, and uh, like I usually say, till next time. Peace.
sun getting lighter, the air's getting thin. Now I'm facing down with a grin. I've been in the city too long, sidewalks and buildings and singing sad songs. Now I'm back up where I belong in the mountains.